Hey, real quick, I was just uh, floating out an idea here. Would you want to hang out with Brandon and I to watch uh, or to have a few beers, a little pre-MLS Cup um, hang, like a little pre-funk before the big uh, final match of the season? Is that something like a podcast party that you'd be into? Let us know at Full 90 Extra Time on uh, Twitter or Instagram or now even on Facebook. Wow. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Postseason Super Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC, it's not the uh, nerdy soccer culture, 38 weeks, we still can't get it right, fan outrage and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We are your hosts, I do mornings on 107.7 The End, and I'm Gregor. He's been in the locker room, on the pitch, making fart face on the sidelines. Oh, my God. Stats booth at CenturyLink Field. He is Brandon from the internet. Hi. And I'm going to the cup. Oh, he's going to the cup. Woo. I just got wild there. Oh, my God. You, like, brought something out of me. That was very strange. Woo. Uh, shout out to everyone new that's listening to this via 107.7 The End or however you found it, just hitchhiking through the internet or whatever you do. Do us a quick solid, though, and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Yeah, definitely five stars. Or 69 stars. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't know, how many stars did this guy give us? Anyway, uh, D Green B uh, on iTunes gave us a rating and told us his favorite player. This is what he said, or she said, uh, it could be Deb Greenby. I'm going to call him Deb. Uh <laughs> He says, great Sounders podcast. I came for the Sounders FC talk, stayed for the quantity of jokes. Didn't say qu- Realized he didn't say quality of jokes. <laughs> Is this Tom? <laughs> this, this podcast deserves definitely a five-star rating. Bring the MLS, bring the Sounders, and bring the sumo. Oh, haku ho! <laughs> he says, favorite Sounder, left-footed Jordan Morris, honorable mention, knew who. I love D Greenbee seven eight nine. You the best. You're the you best. The best. Gr- you're the best Green Bee that I have ever encountered. Great job. Also the worst, to be fair. But <laughs> so uh, if you could just leave us a comment with something nice like that, that'd be awesome. Or if you just want to be mean, I guess that's a thing too. We are very easily, um, we are very easily have very easily hurt feelings. Yeah, uh, we're fragile. Primarily, we want to know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. Yeah, from from Raul Ruiz Diaz to well Tyler Miller. <laughs> Sorry, I just. Could, was, I there was there was a little bit of match fixiness in the second goal that they gave up. <laughs> He's like, well, I like Seattle. It's okay. Yeah. It, like, oh, I'm stretching really far. Can't you tell? <laughs> oh, almost there. Oh, no, I'm did not, I do that? I'm not actually here to question Tyler Miller's integrity because I think he's a great keeper. Of course, not. I'm just he's happy to see him do poorly against us <laughs> in the playoffs on Seattle's way to MLS Cup. It's very, it's very important. Important things. Uh, speaking of which, three-one win against LA Fitness FC. Incredible. <laughs> LA Fitness Club. So I got to tell you how this went down. Um, this, the night after the match, I, uh, I go over to my mother-in-law's house. Deb, she's a uh, she's an Atlanta United fan. In case you're a new listener, you don't know the saga about this. <laughs> you Deb. Um, but uh, we, I go over to her house to watch the Atlanta match with her because suddenly there could be a her house versus my house battle, and we might have to hop on an airplane and go watch together in Atlanta. Except I thought I had thought we had made her a Sounders fan. Yeah, she's coming there. You're ruining the narrative, Brandon. Sorry, but thank you. I'm sorry. Like, Actually, it's not as bad as it sounds. So you can stop listening <laughs> to the story, listener. Yeah, you're gonna make us make them hate us every time we say F- you, Deb. So I'm at her house watching the Atlanta United match, and we're a little bit late, right? And so we're there, and she. He was like, I don't know. That first goal, I don't know how good your guys' keeper is. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, that first goal, he like didn't even try. And I was like, you're coming with these arrows, Deb, and don't know what you're talking about, but okay, all right, all right. So we get talking, and she's like, well, yeah, the, the guy from LA Fitness is just, and I was like, hold on. Oh, no, wait, stop. You, I'm sorry, did you just call them LA Fitness? And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She like knows that she's like, treads very lightly in front of me because I'm a dick about all this. Wait, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, no. We call them the Fartland Timbers, the Vancouver White Craps, the Sporking Kansas City, and FC Frisco. And so now we have a welcome addition to the stable of bad names for teams. Welcome, LA Fitness Club. <laughs> That's good. That's that is hilarious, uh, and that also makes me think that um, my friend growing up, who said his mom thought that LA Fitness was called La Fitness, and it was where quote all the Hispanics worked out. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> Yikes! Is your is Deb my friend's mom? Oh my god! I mean, that... tech. I mean, kinda. Does, yeah, does Lord call Lord. me a friend? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Great. Deb is my friend's mom. <laughs> <laughs> all right so it strikes again la fitness uh, oh yeah okay but wait first of all she calls it la fitness club which is hilarious uh second of all she's saying Stephen fry is not a good keeper i don't understand i told her that her judgment on this was unqualified i was just like straight up like <laughs> you're wrong how dare you in your house i'm i'm having to chastise you about how bad a take that was okay uh, but she's new to, to soccer, and she's really trying hard because, as she keeps quoting, her teams are all crap. She roots for Atlanta Falcons, terrible. The Braves lose 11-1 to in their playoff knockout game in the first inning. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, so, yeah, here's her chance. The team that's the reigning champs, <laughs> they, they get knocked out. Ah, <laughs> well, at least, at least now Deb doesn't have to choose between Atlanta and Seattle in the final. I think she's kind of bummed because she knows that I split all these season tickets with my buddy Brian. Oop, that I split them with my buddy Brian and that I'll be going to the match with my friends to have fun. And and like if we went to Atlanta, I'd have to go with her. And I think that there was like a part of it that's like that would have been really fun for her to ha- to like me have to kind of like play by her yeah. rules a little bit to go to that. I would have had a great time. She's a lot of fun to go to sports with specifically. But um, but now it was like she's like, well, have fun at the at the cup. I was like, yeah, I will. That's gonna be awesome. I will. <laughs> so. Uh, emotions run so high and it's such a for me specifically we have a little different experience you're at the bar getting wasted screaming with a bunch of other fans having a great time but in my house we're down one nil and not my house but like uh seattle's down one nil and that goal goes in awesome kick from uh, what's his name acuesta or whatever acuesta yeah acuesta yeah i mean what an incredible free kick i don't think anyone on either side would be like i think everybody thought it was coming from carlos vela and then it turns out it was acuesta and i think that that threw everybody off what an amazing goal uh, incredible free kick i thought that there was this moment i think it was either, i think it was leardom that grabbed the ball out of the back of the net and it wasn't like a, ah shucks we're done with this he grabbed that ball and he was like let's go yeah um and he was so pumped and it was like as if nothing had happened like no problem we got this no i think the sounders like responded to that the same it's We'll talk about this, but there was a lot of narrative going into the match where everybody said that the only way that the Sounders would win this game is if they gave uh, LAFC, LA Fitness Club, all of the respect (laughs) that they needed and they played scared, right? We talked about LAFC is, well, they are now the team that has set the record for the most points ever uh, gotten in a a regular season. They they set the record as, people are talking about them as one of the best teams in Major League Soccer history. And the Sounders went down one nil and did not flinch. Like like you said, I saw that's, what you saw. Kelvin Leardham grabs the ball out of the back of the net, and they're like, "Nope, nope, not, that's not how this goes." Today. And they came back and just pounced on him and and just bossed. It's funny. I went into the game 
not worried. Probably like uh, the unearned confidence that comes with being like a privileged white male in America. <laughs> but like I went, I went into that game not worried about the Sounders losing to uh, losing to LAFC. I just I don't know what it was, but but when when he came out after that after that goal was scored and the Sounders just took it right back to him. Yeah, I was like, yes, this is exactly this is exactly this, this is definitely going the Sounders. But you're way. at you're at the bar where people are like, woo. And even with that second goal where they're like, wait, what just happened? And then they were like, woo! And then woo! <laughs> I'm at a house where we got a two-year-old who's like trying to trick us into not going to bed. And he's upstairs like doing these things. And so the goal scores and I am like, yes, yes. Like I can't like make any noise or emote at all. So I'm just like standing in my room with like veins popping out of my Giving neck. Giving yourself like, a hernia. You're like, ah! Um, for both of those goals, it was, God, it was so awesome to see the resolve and the comeback and like this is a team that we haven't seen since like week five like since they played in like chicago or something like that we haven't seen that squad out there killing it i, I was just listening to another podcast who was who was breaking How down this dare you i know it was my it was my fourth favorite podcast behind <laughs> ours and i only <laughs> listened to two ours is third <laughs> Uh, but I was listening to them, and they were saying that um, th- that Sounders fans, not only pundits and and the people who watch soccer from a tactical perspective and and third party, even Sounders fans and uh, Sounders supporters looked at that and they were like, "Whoa, we haven't seen that Sounders team in a while." Like that was that was this that was the performance by the Sounders that we have been waiting for for a long time we talk about all the time about how we know the sounders are a good team but the way that they play isn't necessarily convincing like it's somewhat surprising to us that they finished second in the western conference after after halfway through the season despite never dropping below the playoff line we're talking about like what is wrong with this team right yeah and then they come out and they play like that that is the sounders team that we've been waiting for and that like is capable of that so now they're going to the final because of it it's something really inspiring to see that happen to see the underdog come in and with with the narrative totally written against them to totally step up to it and just like to- completely dominate i was um there was a bit of like weird pride that i felt during this match when they were up 2-1 and i was like la fitness club is definitely going to score again that's gonna happen mm mm-hmm. mhm and was, if Sounders get one more and win three two, I think that could pretty much. I think that could really happen. And then they went up three one, and I'm like, here we are. And the reason why I was so proud of it is because I went on MLS UK show, which is a MLS UK podcast about MLS, obviously. And and they asked me what I thought the result would be, and I said three two Sounders. And suddenly, the guy who always gets it wrong by like a country mile <laughs> was like onto something here. And I felt it like kind of legitimized, you know, it's a crapshoot to, to decide to pick something like that, but it kind of legitimized my crazy theory. And like a lot of the things I said that needed to happen started to happen. I was like, it was good to see old uh, Ryan Krasnew on Twitter to be like, no one's talking about how Gustav Svensson had the best. I was like, no, nah, yeah, I'm talking about yeah, it. Not no one, dog. <laughs> This guy's you're, talking about it. You're not listening to the full 90 Extra Time podcast, bud. And it shows. So, uh, Huge win. Obviously, there's like a zillion emotions. It's so interesting to watch those zillion emotions come true, or come through, rather, when the fans of LAFC start to react to their, you know, their golden team that can't be touched crumbling right before their eyes. Uh, a very 
interesting, interestingly called match by the referees team yeah. there. It was a, a lot got by, including a lot of questionable stuff that you would see that the Sounders were up to that we were like, woohoo, good thing they, glad they didn't, you know, glad when they reviewed that they didn't notice the double handball. Cool. <laughs> but then for the fans to, rather than getting angry with the um, officiating crew, which you should never lash out at anyone regardless, but rather than being mad at the situation, started throwing stuff at the Sounders players. It was yeah. so wild. And I've seen fans in other of other teams, and I've seen Sounders fans do the same thing. A few years ago, it was a playoff match. Nick Romando was taking a free kick from the corner. Sounders were down. People were straight up throwing coins at him. And it, yeah. it was like despicable to see that happen so anyone who's like talking mad garbage about the lafc fans just remember that we have them amongst us as well well so. uh, i'll say two things one lafc your chivas is showing <laughs> and two i think i think what you're saying about sanders fans is absolutely true it it has happened but i was also am- like amazingly impressed last or two weeks ago or whenever it happened when uh the fc dallas player was red carded and had to walk uh basically underneath the flags of ecs on the end line and and not one person hit him uh like i mean you could have easily done it and claimed it was an accident you could have slipped something in there you could have thrown something at him amongst the cover of a bunch of other super fans and supporters and the flags and not one person did it so Yes, it was intimidating. It was scary. And like that would have been the opportunity for fans when the emotions are high in a game that's going to extra time that ends with the Sounders, you know, you know, Dallas down a man and the Sounders end up winning. I feel like that was a, a, a massive amount of class from from the Sounders supporters. And then you go down to LAFC and our our, our players are just celebrating and going to the corner to to, to cheer on uh, and, and to, you know, Acknowledge the away support the Sounders fans who had traveled to LA. But wait, hold on though, hold on though. You're, you're skipping ahead because it was during the match. Like Brad Bradsmith took a beer oh, like true, minute yeah. seventy or something like that. And now, as you're talking about that, as you're describing that scene when the dude's walking by, right, right in front of the main supporters section in the south end there in the Borough end of CenturyLink Field. You know, I think about it, and at both matches where we're talking about the opportunities happening, the one here at CenturyLink Field and the one in LA at the bank. Um, it wasn't the, to my knowledge, I didn't see anything from the whatever they call their stupid fans in LA. The the thirty two fifty seven. It wasn't. It wasn't that section that was the guilty party. It was the, it was the rest of the stands fans, like what we would normally think of as like the family sections and sure. stuff like that. That's where the problem came from in that match. To my, I mean, someone might be able to you know show me video evidence otherwise, but full credit to the supporter groups who are more controlled than that who were able to not capitalize on an emotional moment like you were saying and like take advantage of it yeah the fa- the supporters are there to support not to be divisive except for that one time where they were hella divisive for <laughs> for effect but you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah so at the end of the match this is amazing what you're talking about with that at the end of the match of course you go over and you clap for your own supporters who came out 200 people were in, up in that top corner and everything then something remarkable happened Gosh, you see it from the stands like there, somebody caught video of it and a and a beer flies a, a can of of Dos Equis it turns out <laughs> flies out of the flies out of the out of the stands and Nuhu sees it coming and it's not like coming straight to him. He takes a full 
running three steps and volleys it out of the air and it ex- explodes in a shower of beer. Uh, that was that was headed headed right for Brian Babcock too. So he really saved the Sounders FC, you know, media team a bunch of money on equipment there. That was really <laughs> yeah. selfless was, of him. That was incredible. I mean, it was just like amazing. Not only amazing that like knew who saw saw it coming and hit it out of the air. The fact that he saw it coming could have let it go and decided to run and go out of his way to just murder a, a can of beer. <laughs> It's amazing stuff. It's amazing stuff. So the the player that I feel like needs to show up the most in the MLS Cup final for Seattle, you could say it easily could be Gustav Svensson, like we were talking about. He's so important. But out of nowhere, dropping back and playing defense, creating huge runs, creating opportunities, and scoring goals, you got to pay Raul Ruiz Diaz every cent that we owe him, or in this case, the six million six hundred and seventy-three thousand and thirteen Peruvian soul that he has promised as his contract for this year. <laughs> the uh, what that what does that equate to? It's, in uh, it's American two, money. It's two million two million and four dollars this season is what he's being paid. Okay. Or if you do the math, twenty-three point eight new who's. That's a that's got to be about four hundred and twenty sixty nines, right? That's correct. Yes, you've got you, okay. your Canadian math is perfect in this case. Oh, perfect! Great, great, great. Raul Reed uh, is worth every freaking cent. So all three Sounders goals come from outside the box, correct? Am I wrong in that? Or I think maybe Ladero's was from the top of the box. Sure. But I think all three all three of those goals come from outside the box. Raul Ruiz Diaz, Nico Ladero have tried those all season, and I, I don't know what was in the water. I mean, it wasn't even just the goals for Ruiz Diaz. It was he was taking players on. He nutmegged a guy. He was like it was one v three at certain times, and he would come out with the ball. He played. He was the one that played the uh, the pass out to Jovan Jones that ended up coming back into Ladero uh, when Ladero when Ladero scored. So I don't I. After that match, you have pundits, not just like a bunch of dummies like us talking <laughs> about uh, soccer. You have actual people who know stuff, Steve Zakawani and and others, talking about how Raul Ruiz Diaz is the best striker that the Sounders have ever had, including and acknowledging the fact that this team has had Obafemi Martins. And he's super Peruvian goth. It's awesome. <laughs> I think I don't think it's eyeliner. Dude, I really don't. <laughs> nobody is more stoked about today's announcement that My Chemical Romance is getting back together than Raul Ruiz Diaz. <laughs> also, question. Do you think he put some of that 6,673,013 Peruvian soul towards a new neck tattoo? Because one of them looked real fresh. Yeah, I think I think he might be... I, th- I think he might have a new neck tattoo. I, I noticed... A neck tattoo, and usually I see his neck tattoos, and I'm like, yeah, those are his neck tattoos. <laughs> this this match, I thought I saw, I like, I looked at the neck tattoo, and I was like, oh, huh, ah, uh, now okay, now Brandon, I'm gonna get one. Yeah, you should get one just like his, like a matching yeah. neck tattoo. I'm sure he would. I genuinely, actually, I think he would love that. <laughs> he probably would love that. Yeah, you could put on some eyeliner and get your neck tattoo and go hang out together. It'd be really fun. Put on my My Chemical Romance shirt yeah, and we'll yeah. just go to go see a show. Ah oh, man, that sounds be so fun. That sounds great. I have questions, and we'll kind of like look towards the social media for this. It's um, really interesting to me if people think that uh, Javier Ariaga is the right guy to be playing central defense in the final, or assuming he's healthy. Do you put on Roman Torres? Because Ariaga did this thing in this match. I saw it three times that I can remember. It might have happened more. But he did that thing in a match where, like, there's definitely a questionable thing happening, like mm-hmm. potentially a foul in the box three times. And he puts his hands up, like, no, I didn't do anything. Yeah. What, me? 
Um, Which is like the sure sign that you did something. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like the tell. Yeah. It's like a hundred percent tell. And somehow VAR was like, "Well, we didn't, we didn't see anything." Um, well, he said he didn't do it. Yeah. So. I mean, right there. Well, how many more angles do you need? But, yeah, sure. I did. I did make a handball in the box. But to be fair, it was an accident. But to be fair, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> like so, th- it looks um. He doesn't look like the player with the most confidence coming off of two red cards and two starts in a row previous to that. I don't know how personally how good I feel about him getting the start over a healthy Roman Torres. And think about the narrative flip on that because <laughs> there's about 26 weeks where I was like, nope, nope, nope on Torres. And now, like, that's the guy I want in there for that tough game, for that big match. I want him out there bossing the field around, especially if you if you end up with an Altidore coming back. A Torres-Altidore battle is a really interesting one. So I leave it to our friends on social media at Full90 Extra Time. Are you Ariaga or Torres getting the start? Should it come down to that for the MLS Cup Final uh, 10 days from right now when we're recording, so on November 10th? And shout out, uh, shout outs to Kim Kihi for not even being in the conversation for being dropped. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wear a Kim Kihi jersey, so I think it would be weird if I <laughs> if I turn my back <laughs> on him. But um, I, I think it is really um, appropriate for a podcast as silly as ours who you know gets serious once in a while and then forces some tough questions and we have conversations about it. And we don't necessarily anticipate where we end up and. At one point during the season, it was about eight or nine episodes ago, we had to have the talk about what is going on with Coach Brian Schmetzer. The team seemed to lack focus. The results weren't there. There was all kinds of injuries and people coming back that couldn't reintegrate. It was a really tough time for the squad. And when that happens, you start to look at the guy that's like running the whole ship. And Schmetzer didn't seem like he had a team, a cohesive team assembled. We started to say, like, is there a problem? What's happening? What's his future look like? My God, three MLS Cup finals in four seasons as the head coach. Three is a full-time and one is an interim or whatever. And he really knows how to shut us down. Any criticism that we might have had can only be, like, turn to questions rather than like an absolute like we need someone else because we need no one else all mm-hmm. all hell lord schmetzer he's he is the he is the man he there it's uh it's funny because after the match you know people are asking him how did you do it how did you win and he kind of just has this kind of like ah shucks type uh uh feeling right yeah but you look at the the comments that he's making tactically before the match starts where he says, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. And then you watch the match and he did it. You're like, oh, Brian Schmetzer isn't just like a nice guy, good man manager. This guy knows how to lead a team and how to manage a team. Yeah. So, yeah, our, we who fully admit that we are dummies need to own this one. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I think our questions were valid. And I think, you know, we didn't set out to try and, like, put him on blast or anything. But at the same time, it's important that we ask those types of questions so we can start having a conversation that is important that's not just um interesting as some people would say uh real quick people getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match it's this week in fan outrage this time specifically turning to lafc live at we are lafc live on twitter that says we're about to lose to jordan morris and rolled on me man hashtag la LA fitness Fitness club Club. (laughs) dude i love i love i love how no one saw that coming and all they could do is throw their dumb beers you wasted 15 dollars a can you idiots 
over a game that your players that you have nothing to do with didn't win. That's- also, have you not been watching Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan play for the last season? Yeah. Like, if you're surprised that you're losing to them, you have not been watching close enough. Okay, so we will formulate all our details and our loosely based opinions and get some stupid jokes together and we'll have a real good look at what's going to happen for MLS Cup uh, next week. Something I want to mention before we go, and I'll probably insert this at the beginning as well somewhere, so if it's the second time you're hearing that makes sense. We're trying to get a party together before MLS Cup down at the, by the stadium somewhere. And so we'll get more details as they come. It's in the works. I just don't want to talk about it because I don't want to like screw this up. But it's going to be a noon match on Sunday the 10th. And so we're thinking maybe like an early like 9.30 or 10 o'clock, maybe even earlier, get together for some beers and some smack talking and some good, terrible jokes at Toronto's expense. It could be a lot of fun and so if you are into this idea just kind of hit us on Twitter and let us know that it's something that you might come down to because we can kind of like plan a little bit better for how many people to expect I can talk to my bar friends to be like can you give us this much space because we got 20 people coming or we got a 50 people coming or whatever it is we really have no idea it's kind of just all being put together last second just like MLS Cup in Seattle is and so we want to be part of that we want to get you near the action and so um, just reach out to us at full 90 extra time on the internet Uh, and yeah best of luck Yeah, this is so fun, Brandon. We get to go to MLS Cup in Seattle. Yeah. (laughs) Saving money. That's, I feel like I I just signed up for Geico. More importantly, we're not going to Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah, f*** you, Deb. (laughs) 